And if you're joining us online, make sure you hit the comment and like and subscribe button. You'll get all the notifications from Pottstown Bible Church. And stay tuned for Pastor Bruce Carter. Edition. That's right, I named the source. King James Version, red letter edition, provides us with 13 different categories under the heading titles of the Holy Spirit. A lot of things I'm going to say this morning, they're unscripted, and hopefully they are given to me by the Holy Spirit to reiterate this message. Today's message seeks to explore and explain to you several of these categories. I want to say this again, and this is unscripted. The Holy Spirit is a person. Can I get an amen? He's not a force. He's often used in poetry, he's used in the main body of scriptures, but I want to reiterate something that the scripture repeats over and over again. The Holy Spirit is a person. May the Lord bless the message of his infallible word. This is the word. Let's start with number two. The Holy Spirit's unity. And I'm going to try to name every source, or you'll see it on the flash drive up there on the board if I don't. There is one body, that's the church, and one spirit, just as also you were called in one hope, of your calling. I'm going to read that again for my sake and hopefully for yours. There is one body, that's the church. And one spirit, just as also you were called in one hope of your calling. There is one body of Christ, which is the church. Number two, there's one spirit, the Holy Spirit, who animates the body. I'm going to say this before I go on. If this church, any church, is not animated, is not energized by the Holy Spirit, it is no church. I'm going to say it again. If the Holy Spirit doesn't make his abode in this church, 
the body of Christ. That's right, the body of Christ is called the church. It's not of God. And I'm going to add this, although I know it's on the next pages. Every born-again Christian, here he goes again, Brother Bruce. Every born-again Christian is animated, if he's in the will of God, by the Holy Spirit. There are no exceptions. In this age of grace, and I'm not going to try to explain that. If you want to talk about it, we can talk about it later. This age of grace, every born-again Christian is a possessor of the Holy Spirit and is energized Amen. by the Holy Spirit. But what do you mean by that, Brother Bruce? Energized. Love, joy, peace, self-control, and all the other things that the Holy Spirit energizes you as a Christian. And Brother Bruce, why does he energize you and me? Because he wants us to become more in the likeness of God's dear Son. Let me ask you a question. Where are you and I at in our Christian life? Are we truly energized by the Holy Spirit with love, joy, even people you may not even like? Do you have any forgiveness for them? Can I get a witness? One hope of everlasting glory to which we have been called. Don't you know that you are a Christian? You have been called well, I came to Christ on my own. No, you didn't. Christ called you before you called him. Amen. He called you, and he called you for a reason. And if you are a born-again Christian, you probably are energized. You probably are, I may even use the word driven. Amen. Like Christ was in the wilderness, he was driven by the Holy Spirit. One hope, one everlasting glory to which you have been called by the preaching of the gospel. Well, what's the gospel? If you don't hear from any church, I don't care if it's Pottstown Bible Church or I don't want to name any of the churches because I'm not into that, but I'll just say this. The death, the burial, the resurrection, the free gift of God's awesome grace. His resurrection, I know I mentioned it already, his bodily resurrection from the grave, his ascension, his intercession for you and me. You're in the wrong church. If you don't hear about the saving grace of God like he did to Paul, a murderer of Christians, just like, do you know that each one of us is a murderer in our own hearts before we became a Christian? Where do you find that at? Just look in James. You've been called. Called for a reason, not to just 
look back and say, I'm saved, I'm fine, I'm doing great, and that's all good. But he saved you for a purpose. To praise his name, as you saw in some of the songs that were sung this morning. To lift up the name that's above every name. There was one body, I think I missed the page. No, I didn't. Make sure I know what I'm doing here. Number three, there was one body, the church. I don't care if you go to the, I do care, but I, I don't mean it in that sense of not just care less. No matter what church you go to, if they're preaching their gospel and you've been saved, you are a member of the body of Christ. The meaning here is there is only one church on earth, or at least there ought to be. The church is at present divided. You must admit there's some divisions in the church. Can I get a witness? Not everybody goes to the Pottstown Bible Church. Not everybody goes to the Berean Church. Not everybody goes to this that church. But there's one church at present divided in many denominations. It has different forms of worship and different rites and ceremonies. It embraces those of different complexes and rancid life. And it cannot be denied there are often unhappy contentions and jealousies in the different parts of the church. It's all there. But God's going to clear that all up in the end. Still, there is one body, one holy Catholic, and that word Catholic, in in case you don't know, means universal. Church. And that church should feel that it is one. I'm going to say this again. And if you think I'm mistaken, consult the word of God. There is one church. Every born-again Christian, whether you go here or somewhere else, is a body or a member of that body. (laughs) Unhappy contentions in the unperfect body of Christ, if I can put it that way. There are many things that are wrong, not conducive to the body. But if if you and I and others will get together and pray about things that we differ on, God would restore us. Can I get a witness? Are you unhappy about something? Talk to that person. If you are unsettled with the doctrine as someone did a few days ago about the doctrines of the death, the burial, the resurrection, they came to Pastor Jack and I and said, why aren't you preaching more and more about Jesus Christ? But we are preaching more about the saving grace of God. Christ did not come to redeem and and save different churches and give them a different place in heaven. He did not come to save the Episcopal communion merely or the Presbyterian or the Methodist communions only, nor did he leave the world to 
fit up for them a different mansion in heaven. He did not come to save merely the black man or the red or the white, nor did he leave the world to set up for them separate mansions in heaven or in the skies. He came that he might collect into one community a multitude of every complexion from every land and unify or unite them in one great brotherhood on earth and ultimately assemble them in heaven and if I may add earth. I know I need to slow down here so I'm taking my time. Don't you know there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth and Christians are going to be in heaven and earth? Can I get a witness? So says the Bible. A new heaven. And in the Greek, a renewed heaven and a renewed earth when all sources of trend excuse me, all sources of sin will be removed. It's going to be brand new in that sense. Number five. Every born and again person, unity. The church is one. Every sincere Christian is a brother in that church and has an equal right with all others to its privileges. I'm going to say this again. You have a right to talk to others in the church if you feel they are teaching false doctrine. Don't sit back there and be intimidated by anyone. Being won by the design of the Savior. Say Savior. Now here I'm going to go a little bit of track. There is no other name given among men wherein you must be saved. And that name is the eternal. Notice I use the word eternal son of God. That's his name. That's one of his names. Who's the one who energized the Savior? The Holy Spirit. Matter of fact, he was born of the Holy Spirit. He was energized by the Holy Spirit. I would like for you to answer this question. You don't have to answer it out loud. How much are you and I energized by God the Holy Spirit? You sit back and do, I'm talking, I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about anyone. Do we sit back and watch TV all day or, or, or you on the cell phone? But you don't have any time for the Lord. Some days he's going to call us into account. Being one of the design of the Savior, they should be one in feeling. And every Christian, no matter what his rank, should be ready to hail one another as fellow Christian. Did you notice that two times this morning, Brother Bruce, not me, who did the guitar, he asked people to turn around and salute one another. And I saw people walking all over with a happy face. You ought to be a happy Christian if you know Jesus. You might be going through something, which most of us are, but you have that awesome joy and you can share it with other Christians as you shake their hand. 
Number six, the same spirit has awakened all, enlightened all, convicted all, converted all, wherever they may be and whoever, yet there has been substantially the same work of the Holy Spirit in the heart of the Holy Spirit. I didn't say that right. Yet there has been substantially the same work of the Spirit on the heart who is the Holy Spirit. There's one and self-same Spirit that dwells in the church. Say dwells. I want you to get this straight. Not only, he, not only does he dwell in the church because he's omnipresent, well, I get to that later, he's in the heart of every born-again Christian. He's there. He's not leaving. I know I said that before. He is not leaving. Why should you say that, Brother Bruce? Because he's not leaving. And he's still working on you and me. And I said this just a while ago. He's in there that he may conform us, Romans chapter 8, to the image of God's dear son. He's there for a reason. Number seven. There are substantial differences arising from diversities of temperament, disposition, education. There may be a difference in the depth and power of the operation of the Holy Spirit. Say operations. Yes, I like to get you involved. I'm going to say this again. I don't know who I'm saying it for. I hope I'm saying it for every. The Holy Spirit, if I could put it this way, is operating on you. We're not perfect. Far from it. As I look at my life this past week, I said, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Help me to apologize. There may be a difference in the depth and power of the operations of the soul. There may be a difference in the degrees of conviction for sin and in the evidence of conversion. Say evidence of conversion. Here I go again. If you are a Christian, in the depths of your soul, you know you have been saved. Why? Because of the Holy Spirit. Well, how can he be everywhere at one time? That's because he's omniscient and omnipotent and omnipresent. Amen. Same operations of the heart. He's operating on your heart and on your head. Number eight. I know I'm not going to get done with this message, but I'm still going to finish on time. All the gifts of prayer. Maybe you're a prayer warrior. Maybe. Maybe God has given you the ministry of preaching and teaching. And for you who know, and I'm not trying to be smart, for you who know the Word of God, did you know that preaching and teaching are together in the Bible? They're together. A man who preaches should be able to teach. Can I get a witness? All the zeal. Someone was talking to me this morning, several people, 
and the zeal means energized or whatever. I said, I feel good today. I heard some testimonies even before. I said, praise God. I heard about a lady this morning she, and we prayed for her. No, we didn't pray. Yes, we did. I just remember it. We prayed for her. She has cancer and it was first of all called can't do anything about it cancer. I heard from a lady this morning. She said the doctors have changed their mind. She can be cured. How she cured? By somebody praying for her. Can I get a witness? Now, I'm not saying that every time you pray, you're going to be cured. No, I didn't say that. It's under God's will will the person get cured of cancer or any other disease. But the greatest disease that you and I have ever had is sin. Nobody can cure that but the Son of God. All the gifts of prayer. I know I said it. Some people love to pray. And we should all in some way be prayer warriors. Preaching, zeal, order, love, self-denial in the church are produced by the same spirit. Self-denial, say that. Ah, here I go again, preacher, teacher, so-called. What about it? Do you desire yourself? Do you deny yourself some things that you know you shouldn't be in your life? Such as, I'm not even gonna name any because I'm not trying to pick on anybody. Self-denial, you know you shouldn't be doing it, but you're still doing it. How about, how about asking God to help you overcome? How about it? And you know what? If you ask, he will do it. There shall be, therefore, unity. The church is unified. I know it says united in the agency which it is saved. I love to use that word, saved. And the reason why I love to use it is, is because you have some people teaching that you've got to be a good boy or a good girl in order to get saved. It's just the opposite. You can't be a good girl, good boy for salvation until you get saved. And I'm going to repeat this. If you are going to a church that doesn't preach the grace of God, whether it be Pottstown Bible Church, I don't care what church it is, you better find another church. Let me use some backup scripture. Romans 12:5. So we, who's the we? You and me who are many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Well, I'm the church itself. No, you aren't. You are a member of the body of Christ. You are not the church. Some people say, well, I don't need to go to church. I am the church. No, you're not. You're mistaken. Can I get a witness? You're a member of the body. That's why we need each other. 1 Corinthians 12, 4. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. 
How comes the Holy Spirit can give out so, so many things? That's because he's got the Holy Spirit. Number 10. Eyes of your heart united or unity. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you may know what is the hope of your calling. I don't want to turn to it because it would take too much time. But in Ephesians chapter 2, the Bible says that he's got so many things in store for you that you can't even imagine how much God loves you. You can't, you, our minds can't contain it. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Now, I'm not going to ask you to say anything this time. I'm just going to say it. That last word, saints. I don't care what stage you are in your Christian life. You just got saved. You've been a Christian for some time or you're quite older now. You're a saint. God calls you a saint. Ephesians 2.16 And might reconcile them by the... by. Let me start over. And might reconcile them both in one body to God through the cross. That's the key. The key is the cross. By it being put to death, the enmity. By the cross of Jesus Christ, he abolished the enmity, hostility between God and man. Number 11, same spirit, one spirit, unity. But one and the same spirit, let me get it right. But one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he, look at that last word, wills. Why are you capitalizing on that word? Because only a person has a will. The Holy Spirit's a person. And we're not all the same. Some of you have a, a praying group, a praying ministry. Some of you have a sinning, singing. Some of you are teachers. God has you for something if you're in the body of Christ. And he wants you to operate within that realm. For even as the body is one and yet many members and all the members of the body, though they are many, are one body, so is Christ. For by one spirit we were all baptized. This is a different type of baptism. No, I'm not into, I'm not even going to go into it. I'm just going to say this. For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body. This is not a physical baptism. This is a spiritual baptism into Christ. Can I get a witness? It has nothing to do with water. I'm not saying you shouldn't be baptized. No, I'm not saying that. But this is a different type of baptism. A baptism into the body of Christ whereby he takes every born again Christian and places them together as his church. Where are you and me? 
whether Jews or Greeks or whether slaves or free, we were all made to drink of one spirit. I better move on. Perfect, omnipresent, completeness. The Holy Spirit's perfection, omnipresence, which means everywhere at one time, and completeness. John, to the seven churches that are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come. I wonder who that is. Christ was, he is there. And he's coming back for his church, the body of Christ. He's coming back. And for those who don't know it and don't, haven't read it, He's coming back bodily. I'm going to say this again, and I have no idea who I'm saying it for. Jesus rose from the grave bodily. For in him, I'm getting off track. For in him dwells all the fullness. Not part of it, but all of it. Plamoma. That's what the word full means of the Godhead bodily. I have no idea who I'm talking to. There is a man in heaven. He's the mediator between God and man. And I I know I'm getting off track again. I mentioned the cross. It was at the cross. (sighs) I can't talk that he took my sins and he paid it in full. It was at the cross that he paid all your sins in full. And I hesitate to say because I say it so often to tell us die is in the perfect tense it means it happened in the past and has abiding results. What do you mean by that? I mean he paid it in full and you cannot pay it again. Grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and is coming and from the seven spirits. I thought the Holy Spirit was one spirit who are before the throne. And to the angel of the church in Sardis write, who, he who has the seven spirits of God. Brother Bruce, you just said the Holy Spirit is one spirit. And the seven stars says this, I know your deeds, and that you have a name that you are alive, but you're dead. Before I go into what is meant by seven I want you to ask yourself a very sincere question. I know your deeds 
and you have a name that you are alive. But you're dead. Was that you or me? You act like a Christian, you have that Christian lingo, but inside you're a dead man. Can I get a witness? I know your deeds. You might fool me, and it's easy to fool me. But God knows whether you're alive or whether you're just pretending. Well, let's get back to seven. I think it's the next one. That is the Holy Spirit who proceeds from the Father and the Son. The Spirit is one person according to his subsistence. What are you talking about? In the beginning, God. In the beginning, let God, let us make man. I hope I can explain this correctly. God the Father, God the Son, and the eternal Holy Spirit all Serve, that's not the right word. All have the same interlocking development and propensity that they are all three one. Can I get a witness? I don't think I said that right, but some of you caught on and some of you didn't. Let me say it again the Holy Spirit, God the Father, and God the Holy Spirit all interact and all have the same divine presence and substance. Now I got it right. The Spirit is one in service, subsistence, but in communication of His power, notice again His, His demonstration and divine works in all those churches manifests Himself as were there were many spirits, everyone perfectly. Let me slow down. Somebody told me, just slow down, Brother Bruce. And that's what I am attempting to do, perfectly working in each church. Let me say something else. Everyone perfectly working in his own church, perfectly working in your life and work. He knows where, there I go again. He knows what to work on in your life. Can I get a witness? He knows where you have an anger problem. He knows where you have a drinking problem. He knows where you have a bad life. He's going to work on it. He knows where you're at. Maybe nobody else knows, but he knows. And through the angel or the pastor of the church in Sardis, right? He, Jesus, who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars, the seven stars of the churches, says this I know your deeds, that you have a name, that you are alive, but you are dead. You have the reputation of being Christians and consequently being alive in God, though in the quickening work of the Holy Spirit, it's not there. You're not a Christian. You're just pretending. Why you are, I have the slightest idea. That's none of my business. 
But I'll say this like Amos says. Be sure your sins will find you out. I know who said that, but praise the Lord. Can I get that amen? amen. Moving on to the th third category. The Holy Spirit is called Lord. How about that? Capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. In regard to his sovereignty. What does you mean by sovereignty? Well, let's look at it. Now, the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Say liberty. Let me repeat. Now, where the Lord is, there is liberty. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, he's called Lord, then he's called the Spirit. There's liberty. Let me put it another, another way. And this refers to the Son. If the Son shall set you free, you shall be free indeed. I'm going to say it again. If that Son shall set you free, you shall be free indeed. Now the Lord is that Spirit. This is another version. And with the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Liberty. I'm no longer in the chains of sin. I'm no longer in the chains of infidelity to the Lord. Why? Because he gave me the power. He gave me the liberty to set me free. I'm no longer in the throne of this habit and that habit. Because... The Lord, God Almighty, and the Lord, the Holy Spirit, has given you and me liberty. Liberty to do right. Not liberty to do anything you want to do, but liberty to do His will. He does not. I want you to get this straight. Well, since I'm a Christian, I can do anything I want. As Paul says, May it never be. Or in the King James, God forbid that you would want to live like a sinner when he has set you free. God forbid. And I said to someone yesterday, he repeated to me John 3.16, and I don't need to repeat that because you already know. He said... I'm free to do what God tells me to do. And so are you. But we all in his sovereignty. But we all with unveiled face, beholding as it is in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed in the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord the Spirit. Here's another version. But we all, with open face, beholding as it is in a glass, the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as the same, by the same Spirit of the Lord. Well, what do you mean by that? Here's the background of it. Continuing in the allegory of the mirror, Paul compares the gospel to a glass, which although 
it is most bright and sparkling. It does not dazzle in their eyes who look on it as the law does, but instead transforms them with its beams so that they are partakers of the glory and shining of light, enlighten others. Let me ask you before I go on with this metaphor. Are you a light to other Christians? Can they see in you something that's just, there's something different about him or her. There's something that maybe I can't put my hand on it, but there's just something different. You are the light of the world, whereas in himself, we are nothing. We are also compared in our nature to shine as candles before the world because we are partakers of God's grace. You're partakers of God's grace. But Paul speaks here properly of the ministers of the gospel as he appears, as it appears, both by that which goes before and that which comes after. Now I'm going to shorten this because I can feel it coming on. In the ancient times, they had a mirror and they weren't so clear. But as they rubbed the mirror, they could see themselves shining in the mirror more and more. And that's what we should be, more and more like Jesus Christ. I'm going to go to 22. The glory of the Lord, the splendor, the majesty, and holiness of God as manifested in the Gospels. No, this is not what I wanted, but I'm just going to act like I did. I'm not up here to fool you. I'm not up here to quote something I can't see, but I am quoting something I can't see right now. What are you talking about? He who knew no sin. I can see him. I see him. I see my face more and more in the face of Jesus Christ. He who knew no sin. In the mirror. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who do you see? I see Brother Jim. I see Sister Kate. I see myself in that mirror. What mirror? The mirror that keeps getting brighter and brighter as I see the Lord Jesus Christ. And who gave me that? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit opened to my eyes as to who I really am. He who knew no sin became sin for me. That I might be made the righteousness. I'm a good old boy. I give my tithe. I give over my tithe. I help other people. I say all kinds of nice things to people. That's all good. But do you know Jesus? Have you seen your face in the mirror? 
Do you know who you really are in Christ? The glory of the Lord, the splendor, the majesty and holiness of God as manifested in the gospel or of the Lord incarnate. What do you mean incarnate? Many of you are not familiar with that term, but here's what it means. And the word became flesh and he dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. Full of grace and truth. How was that revealed to me? In the Word. Well, who revealed it to me? The Holy Spirit. That's His ministry. That's His ministry is to open your eyes, to see yourself in the mirror. I know I'm not going to get none done now. All we, 23, all we in whom the Spirit of the Lord is, instead of the vain reeling of the law, I know it says something else, with an unveiled face. Reflect as it was in a mirror the glory of the Lord, the spirit of freedom, and we are therefore transformed into his likeness. Why am I hesitating? You and I ought to be being transferred and translated into his light. From degree, from one degree of glory to another, according as we have received the Lord the Spirit, that is, from Christ. Brother, why do you keep talking about the Holy Spirit and Christ? Because they're inseparable. Even though, even though I'm on the Holy Spirit, they're inseparable. Go to, 27, go to 25. <clears throat> but we all with open face as if he had said it is not with us as was with the veil with the Jews for they only saw the face of Moses shining through the veil but received no impression from or derivation from glory but we all under the gospel we all that is with open face an unveiled face behold as in a glass, the glory of the Lord. Let me ask you. I'm going to stop. Let me ask you. Have you seen, through the means of the Holy Spirit, that Jesus Christ is Lord? Have you behold as it was in a mirror? As you skim away the film, your face shining. Not because of its own shining, because of God the Holy Spirit. Can I get a witness? I'm going to say it again and don't let nobody take it from you unless they can prove it. And I don't think they can prove it. Every born again Christian has the Holy Spirit. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere at one t time. He's omniscient. I mentioned the seven spirits. That's completeness. And he is with you even to the end of the world. He's with you. If you are here and you are know you're out of the will of God, 
The Holy Spirit knows it. Maybe nobody else knows it. But you can repent. Well, if I repent, I'm not saved anymore. I, I beg you, don't let anybody tell you that if you sin, you're a sinner again. Can I get a witness? Once saved, you are always saved. And you and I need to come to repentance. How do you get that repentance? Through the conviction of God the Holy Spirit. He's there. And I, I don't know what I'm saying. This. He's not leaving. And don't let anybody take away your salvation because of some false doctrine. Pastor, I think I finished within the limits. Let's give the Lord a hand. I'm done. Amen.